0: The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it! The Jazz. Uh-oh. Stopped him. Up to three. Get it! High schools.
1: Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four
2: of my best non-sports sports. Wife
0: carrying. It's the full court press with Eric Franson. 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan.
2: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press.
3: Thanks for tuning in. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I did. Nice, relaxing, nothing too exciting. No Game 7 on Sunday, but can live with that, I guess. That would have been fun. It would have been fun. I know Game 7 was trending on Twitter on Sunday. I think some Warriors fans were uh, having fun with that. Uh, because, uh, I mean, we've still
2: got some hockey that's going on there. They're, uh, you know, Stanley cup finals are taking place. we got baseball and a little bit of golf over the weekend. So it's not a
3: total sports wasteland. Yeah. Not yet. That's later in July and August, you know, that dead buried between, you know, the NBA's kind of events and first weeks of the NFL. Yes. Uh, we do have the uh,
2: NBA draft taking place later this week. And uh, there will likely be some deals made heading right up to the draft. Uh, will the Jazz be one of those teams who are wheeling and dealing? They normally do. They normally are kind of active around the uh, the draft, but um, they don't have any draft capital this year. So what do they give up to get that draft capital? That's a big question.
3: Yeah, that is the question. Because, yeah, if, if they don't trade beforehand, it's going to be just, don't watch the first round of the draft jazz fans just don't even bother and then in the second round maybe you know check Twitter to see if the jazz trade in and you know take a flyer on somebody in the 40s or 50s in the second round that's basically what it'll be if the jazz don't make a trade before draft day or to see if uh, Justin bean gets his name called that's true that that is another thing I doubt he will unfortunately um, but there's always a chance I didn't expect uh, I think it was Uh, This is the Boise State kid like Jessup. I didn't expect him to get drafted, and he did. So, But he was also a draft and stash. I still don't think he's actually made it over to the NBA yet. Uh, That's a good question. He may have been in a camp because I think it was the Warriors that drafted him. I think you're right. I don't think he's made it back yet. Yeah, I think he's just a G League guy.
2: Uh, So... um, yeah, so anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Utah Jazz. They announced their summer league schedule, if that's interesting to you. Uh, we know that they've started doing the interviews for their head coach. It expanded to include 15 guys last week. Uh, and Allegedly, those uh, interviews have taken place. So are they starting to whittle it down or not? So there's some contrasting point of views here, different reports that uh, uh, kind of indicate where the Jazz are headed here. So this is a, a a test to see who you believe on uh, their reporting skills who's more
3: um who's more well sourced that is a tricky yes. thing cuz the conflicting reports are both coming from pretty credible sources so it's it, it it's hard to know who to believe i i I'd, I'd be willing to believe both sides it's just a time will tell kind of thing yes now there may be some that are preferred but
2: others they they both could be right in what they're reporting. Yeah, it's just the approach and how it's getting there could be different. So we'll explain that. Um, we've also got, um, you know, we're going to explore any other trade rumors that might be out there for Utah Jazz players. And um, you know, this uh, uh, the the weekend is done, and we did our pick six. It's the return of the pick six. So we'll see how we did. Going to recap the weekend that was, and we've seen some publications put out their different uh, all-Mountain West teams and identify specific players that could stand out and be good players coming into the season next year for the Mountain West. But what about the standings, preseason standings? How are they different from publication to publication? And what are people thinking about the Aggies and how they think they're going to finish? So we'll look at that and debate who we think is closer to the mark or not. Uh, So... A lot of different things to, to touch on there. And one last thing about Utah State. we, we want, Some of these publications have identified one specific player who's on their lists, but Utah State is not claiming him when they issue their announcements about these. So we're trying to get to the bottom of what's going on there because there is some news there. So a lot to cover in a short hour. But we always love to hear from you as well on our uh, full-court press text line, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on any of these uh, topics and, and issues. So, Jason, let's start with the, the coaching search. The uh, interviews allegedly were supposed to begin last Monday, though I think we'd heard they started maybe the Friday before that. And they've been going on throughout the week. And uh, I saw something where um, uh, the former player, gosh, now his name slips my mind. He's a coach in the G League now. He was with Dallas – Jason Terry? Jason Terry, thank you. He was on a podcast, and somebody was asking him about the interview process with Utah Jazz, and very complimentary of their organization and uh, and what that process was like, saying it's very thorough. So we know they're they're doing their, their due diligence. Yeah, definitely. They're doing the interviews. They're doing their research. They're doing some follow-ups. And now to the, the, the point where they've interviewed everybody, and now that it's time to do a second interview or continue the search, drop people off, go further down the, the line with others. But could the announcement from Kenny Atkinson be making this a little bit more tricky for the Jazz after he took his name out of the Charlotte job, and now all of a sudden Charlotte's looking for their next head coach again?
3: Yeah, it, it's possible because you know it's not so much the Jazz may suddenly be considering Kenny Atkinson because probably not because he's announced his intentions to just stay with the Warriors. The Jazz are maybe a slightly more attractive head coaching option, but I think Atkinson's going to stay with the Warriors for now. It's more of, Charlotte's now going to start maybe poaching into some of Utah's candidates, and some of the guys they've been interviewing are probably also going to get interviews with the Hornets. So, that could throw a wrench, you know, especially if they're looking at the same, you know, if the guys the Jazz are narrowing in on are the same that, that the Hornets want, then... You know, maybe they'll, there's going to be a bidding war. And so that, that could definitely change things. I don't know if it'll end up changing who the head coach will be for the Jazz, but it's possible. Now, Mike D'Antoni and Terry Stotts were the other
2: finalists for the job. Terry Stotts has been on Utah's radar. Mike D'Antoni wasn't. So that could be interesting to see there if it's a race to see who gets Terry Stotts first. But Danny Ainge, Ryan Smith, Justin Zanuck, they've all said, we're not in a hurry. We're going to take our time here. But if you know you've got a candidate that you've been zeroing in on and suddenly he might not be available, does that force them to move up their timetable a little bit?
3: Yeah, definitely. That is one way. And perhaps another small way that it could influence is if the Jazz were going to try and look at guys like Stotts, maybe and D'Antoni as maybe assistant coaches, if they weren't like the preferred candidate. And if one of those guys ends up taking a head coaching job, then that would hurt you know, their plans as far as the entire coaching staff.
2: Now, we said there were 15 candidates. I mean, it's a, it was a long list. A mix of uh, recently fired head coaches, some lead assistants, several lead assistants around the NBA, yeah. a couple guys on the current Jazz coaching staff, and a uh, guy like Jason Terry, who's in the G League as a head coach. There are no college coaches, interestingly enough. Everybody had NBA experience. But there are conflicting reports now on where the Jazz are headed. Because uh, Sport Sportando? Sportando. Sportando writer Emiliana Carcia just last week, last Friday, reported that the Jazz have narrowed it down to four names. Alex Jensen, Adrian Griffin, Will Hardy, and Johnny Bryant but Sham's Sharania reporting that the Jazz are sending up second interviews for all of the candidates all 15 like it hasn't narrowed in any the way specific in any specific form they're going to talk to everybody
3: again yeah and and Tony Jones kind of said the same thing he was on uh, I think he was on like ESPN 700 on Friday I think the same day that Emiliano sent out his tweet saying that he hadn't heard that there had been a narrowing of you know the coaching candidates So it is just who you believe, the athletics sources, because Tony Jones and Choms are going from the same sources. They pretty much have the same guys, the athletics and their stadiums or wherever the sources are reporting to. Their sources are saying one thing. And Emiliano, and the thing is with with this guy is that he's definitely a credible source. Um, The interesting thing is that his stuff is usually, if you look down his Twitter feed, it's breaking news and things like that, but it tends to be outside the NBA, it's, you know, League or just various things that aren't in the NBA. So he's got sources and, and a way to report on those things. It's, he's stepped his foot into the NBA with this report. So does he just happen to have a source with the Jazz where he happens to know this? It can be completely random, something like that, and be very credible. This is a credible reporter who may just have stumbled into this information that The Athletic didn't. And so it's just kind of a who do you believe? Like I said, time will only tell at this point. And I think it very well could be that maybe the Jazz have, you know, they liked those
2: four, the, the those interviews with Alex Jensen, Adrian Griffin, Will Hardy, and Johnny Bryant. But they're still interviewing everybody a second time just to, again, do their due diligence and to double check. Um, was it just a one-off or how are they really if we go further down this down the rabbit hole here with these guys to figure out who our next coach is going to be.
3: Yeah, it's possible when he says, you know, he says, these are the final candidates. I am told it could be some guy that he knows in the Jazz that said, oh, these are the favorites. And he kind of just interpreted or tweaked the language a little bit, maybe unintentionally. I'm not I'm not going to ascribe, you know, dubious intentions to anybody here, because these things can happen naturally and unintentionally and just words get twisted. So, it could be something like that. Just like you said, it's the preferred guys. But again, the Jazz will do their due diligence on everything. We've seen that over a long period of time. It is part of the Jazz DNA to do their absolute due diligence. 4260 on a four co- full court press text line.
2: Uh, Miliano probably has a source with one of the coaches' agents. That's certainly
3: possible. Maybe you could figure out a. Which one it is. Maybe one has more international um, ties or just happens to know one of the agencies. Um, that's that's possible. Most, yeah, that's probably the most probable explanation, I think.
2: But but is one of the candidates going to be told you're one of our preferred guys? Maybe. You're, you you were one of our finalists, but they're still going to talk to everybody else? Yeah, I, I don't know how. If I'm told NBA... you're a finalist and then I find out they're still going to interview all 15 candidates again i'm going to be raising my eyebrow like well what why did you even tell me i'm a finalist if we're still talking to everybody yeah.
3: well it's maybe just saying hey you're one of the favorites so like they're trying to make sure he doesn't get away Well talk
2: to charlotte we want to make sure <laughs>
3: yeah keep here. or like you know if you know because um milwaukee there uh charles lee they gave him a promotion and probably took him out of the you know the he may not want to take a head coaching job now although i guess if they say all the candidates are getting second interviews maybe he's still doing the interviews and just saying well if nothing else i've got to pay a raise right or uh, you know I've,
2: i like my position with uh, with milwaukee
3: yeah but in th- in this case they may be saying hey you're one of the favorites so like if you're maybe negotiating that if you're trying to use his leverage for what charles lee did you know we really like you so maybe don't do that you know just just throwing things at the wall trying to figure I out the know. complicated web that is nba coach hiring well they've uh, they are still uh,
2: there are still coaches on staff for utah they're still conducting pre-draft workouts they're still doing analysis on players even though they don't have a draft pick as of right now the fact that they're starting to work out some higher level players gives me some thought that they're going to do something to get into the draft yeah. Or why waste your time?
3: Well, I think that's the due diligence of saying, well, we might trade Rudy Gobert. And if you trade Rudy Gobert, odds are you're getting a pick somewhere between like 3 and 4 and like 20, um, depending on the packages and returns. So, I mean, we've seen the Jazz uh, work out players that are way above their um, their draft position before. And it's not uncommon for any NBA team to do that. So that's just part of their due diligence. The one thing I want to bring up is that you mentioned they're doing all these things. They don't have a coach. Coach is a big part of the draft because he's obviously got to be involved with player personnel. He needs to be part of the future vision. So are you going to pick him up after you've grabbed your guy in the draft? Theoretically, if they end up picking up a guy, like, do you want to bring him in after and say, all right, we didn't let you participate in the draft at all. Here's your roster right because
2: we don't know the philosophy, the direction they're going to take offensively, defensively and that would <laughs> certainly be helpful yeah. if that head coach has some say though we have seen before Utah tends to draft players regardless of whether the team needs that position or not
3: yeah but that that's something that needs to change and especially if they do end up trading into the first round with a theoretical Rudy Bear trade That's an even bigger deal because if a coach walks in and says, yeah, we drafted this guy in the second round, here's part of your roster. The coach is going to shrug his shoulders and say, all right, I'll, I'll work with that. Just like he has the rest of the roster. You can't choose the roster. It's just what he's got. But if you're drafting a guy, like if we end up drafting in the lottery, the early lottery, they'd better pick a coach before the draft because he needs to have a say as to who that is because it's his vision of the future, you know, in tandem with the GM and all that. But he has a, he needs to have a big voice in who they draft. Yeah. And I, I
2: generally agree with that. But I think that the, the, the overriding need for this Jazz squad is pretty clear that they need one specific type of player. And who that coach is isn't really going to change that. Because what they need is a quality, Uh, two-way player on the perimeter. They just don't have enough of those guys. And that clearly is the direction of the NBA right now that you need at least a couple of those guys to compete, if not be championship-worthy, and Utah just doesn't. And so regardless who the coach is, that's the real need of this team.
3: Yeah, and and I can agree to a degree there that there is an archetype that we need, but when you get a coach, that's when you begin to do the process of splitting hairs in the draft that you kind of have to do and figure out, all right, which one of these you know, two-way wings that they'd be looking at in the, in the lottery, which one of them will fit the most with that coach? Because fit is huge. It is probably the most important thing for a draft prospect, more important than their talent, their tools, and whatever. It's how they fit with the coach and their system and their development. So you'd want to have a coach in there so that, you know, sure, there's this many two-way wings. There's, there's going to be a lot of those kind of guys in that part of the draft. Because that's where they're getting drafted now. Because they're really important. you got to have one. So it's, all right, which one of them will a coach want? Because that can be the difference between drafting a bust and drafting you know, the next guy whose jersey will hang from the rafters someday. Yeah, It's been a while since Utah has drafted somebody who has been
2: a normal rotation player. Think of the last rotation player with significant minutes who the Utah Jazz drafted.
3: I'm gonna have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a problem. Give me, give me a minute to. Uh, I'm sure it's. Yeah, it's not. It's been a minute. Because uh, Royce O'Neal wasn't drafted. Donovan Mitchell is he the last one? It's gonna be iffy because I'm gonna go back to like the draft page, but it lists the ones that the Jazz may or may not have traded away. Um, Grayson Allen probably unless. Uh, okay, I'll take that. That's... Then they traded him away. Yeah, so he didn't last long. Uh, 2019, I think they just traded that 23rd pick away. Um, I don't think. I'm trying to think if they got anything back for that trade. Cause they traded the 23rd pick for. Was that for Conley? Could have been.
1: Yeah, cause like, that'd like be about part right. of the
3: Conley trade. Because then I think they traded um, the pick they have this year. I think is I think is Memphis or maybe it's Oklahoma City's. Maybe I don't know. It's.
2: That Bottom line
3: is it's... Uh, unless they got somebody in 2019, which I don't think they did, it's Grayson Allen or Yudoka Azebuki, depending on how widely you want to say rotation because Yudoka had some times where he was in the rotation, but that was largely due to injury. So True. But Doke hasn't
2: been part of the rotation. Jared Butler hasn't been part of the rotation. Uh, those are the most recent draft picks. Grayson Allen is probably the most recent yeah. who did see regular rotation minutes. Then before him, it was Donovan Mitchell.
3: That's pretty much it.
2: Yeah. So it's just, it's not something that they've been able to pull off much
3: regularity in the last four years. Yeah. Last four years, not so much. They've traded away a lot of the picks. Before that, they did okay because they had Trey Lyles, who they, you know, ended up flipping, Rodney Hood, you know, a couple of guys, but.
2: Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Jazz, uh, they did release their Summer League schedule today. Games that uh, there's going to be four four teams involved, I believe, at the uh, Summer League in Utah. And uh, the Jazz will have four games, well, five potentially. Um, but uh, they f- their first game will be July 9th versus the Hawks at 530. They play July 11th versus the Mavericks at 8. July 13th versus the Raptors. At 5, and then July 15th versus the Clippers. And that'll be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Game 5 will be uh, determined uh, depending on how those other games go. But Utah, Atlanta, Dallas, Toronto, and the Clippers participating in the Utah Summer League coming up that uh,
3: second week of July. And in this Summer League, this will be Jared Butler's show. Yeah, it should be. Because he'll probably be on the roster unless there's some injury. He wasn't really – I don't think he played summer league at all last year because I think he was injured. Or oh, yeah, they, he
2: was coming back from an injury. Recovering. Yeah, they
3: they held him out for injury. So, they'll you know, second-year players, if they weren't major rotation pieces in year one, usually end up on the summer league roster. So, you know, I'm somebody who's kind of been in the Jared Butler camp just about from day one. I really liked the pick. And, you know, this is his chance to really show out. I feel like he should have been getting at least some rotation minutes last year. Um, but this will be his chance to really show off. And if there are some trades maybe involving Mike Conley or others, then he'll need to step up into a bigger role. And Summer League could be the beginning of that. Let's see. Trent Forrest would probably be available to participate in that as well, wouldn't he? He might. That's the thing is he may or may not participate because he's going to be in like year three or four. Really? Okay. I'm trying um, to remember how I many years he's been with in the league. He's had two two-way contracts Um, they converted the last one I think into a regular contract I forget all the details I don't know if he's sealed in for this I assume he's sealed in for this year because nobody talks about him leaving so it's possible he plays on the summer league roster just because he was kind of the back end of the rotation but being a few years in and being in the actual rotation for a little bit may scoot him by but that's true. It's it's kind of a coin toss, and maybe I'm overvaluing him and just saying, "Oh yeah, he's good enough," and he'll skip it. But maybe they could play Trent and Jared Butler next to each other. Yeah, but
2: I'm with you. Either way, I think this is a this is an important summer for Jared Butler, for the and for the Utah Jazz. Say, if we do move off of Mike Connolly, do we have enough in the bullpen at that point guard position to help us out? Yeah. these guys take that next step in their development and can play more minutes
3: and more contributions yeah and that will be like the one area of focus because you know no draft picks barring some really crazy trades so we'll be focused on guys that the jazz already have in with jared Butler, maybe trent Forrest, and maybe one or two you know camp bodies that may be interesting we'll see
2: All right, quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Love to have you continue to chime in if you'd like, 435-339-0321. We'll get into some of the uh, preseason rankings for the Mountain West Conference, at least predicted order of finish. What are they saying about the Utah State Aggies? And uh, some of these publications have put together their preseason all-Mountain West teams, and at least two of them have named a specific Aggie player, but Utah State has not included him In their own release. And so we'll give you an update as to why that could be. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press. First, just want to remind you about the winners of Best of Northern Utah Contest, which are going to be announced on Wednesday. Over 610,000 votes were cast. So it's got a lot of legitimacy to it. It's not just a couple of people deciding on their own. But uh, a lot of people voted and voted often. So be listening on Wednesday when we begin revealing who those winners are to see who were those gold and silver winners in the best of northern Utah.
1: You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove. 752-7272. 752 Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. How many years has it been since you were married? One year?
0: Ten years? Longer? This is Jarrett from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. No matter how many years it's been, you always remember just how you felt. Show her you love her all over again with something special from Jarek's. We can help you surprise her or bring her in and you can pick it out together. Maybe it's restyling the old ring or upgrading to a larger diamond that she just may have hinted about. No matter how many years it's been, let us help make it special on your anniversary.
1: Jarrett. Find Make it special Make it, Make it jealous. jealous.
0: summer is just
1: around the corner don't crank up your ac unit before getting it serviced advanced heating and air conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service if your system needs replaced think york york has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options call advanced heating and air conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advancedheating-ac.com until you are advanced heating and air The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even
0: the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan.
2: Valvoline Knits and Oil Change is now open on Sundays. If you need your vehicle taken care of, If you need a quick, clean, easy oil change, that's how they do it at Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan. Stop in today or any day during the week. So we saw the uh, All-Mountain West preseason polls, uh, well, lists, players that were on the lists from Phil Steele, from Athlon Sports, and I know there's others that are out there But what are they predicting for the order of finish in the Mountain West? Like, we saw their lists for the players who could stand out and be important role or play important roles coming to this next season. But what are they saying about the Aggies as a team? And, Jason, it seems like there's some common beliefs out there about where they think the Aggies are going to finish this year. There's a pretty. pretty Oh,
3: you got to turn my mic on. I'm muting you. You you don't want to hear me very much. Uh, So. There's a pretty fair consensus, not complete consensus across the board, but a fair consensus that Utah State will finish third in their division, probably fifth overall. Some of these don't, like, have the full, like, you know, all the teams. They list them by division usually. And sometimes you can kind of parse out where you think they'll finish overall. But it's third in the division behind Boise State and Air Force, and then fifth overall usually, you know, where I can figure – uh, with I think Fresno State and San Diego State finishing ahead of them, those guys coming from the West Division, um, and, and that's six different publications that I've drawn that from. Four of them have Utah State finishing third in the division, fifth overall. Uh, Chris Murray from uh, Nevada, Nevada Sports Net, yeah, Nevada Sports Net. Um, he has Utah State fourth in the in the division, uh, losing a tiebreaker with Colorado State, and then finishing sixth or seventh depending on some tiebreakers with. Uh, a couple of teams in the uh, West Division. And then SP Plus has, is the most pessimistic on Utah State. They have them fifth in the division, uh, eighth overall. Uh, I forgot if they're fifth, that means there's only one team below them, and I forgot which one they said would be below. can double-check that. Probably New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico. So Wyoming, they'd have Boise State Air Force, Wyoming, Colorado State, Utah State, New Mexico in that order. So they're by far the most pessimistic. Granted, SP Plus never seems to like Utah State. So not surprising that they're the pessimistic one, but all the kind of largely human-determined rankings seem to have Utah State at third uh, in the division fifth overall. So
2: when I hear that, I think <laughs> I think it gets – I'm trying to put my words right. I don't want to – I don't want to come out wrong. Don't want to insult anybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think basically
2: my, my gut reaction is that it's just lazy national take. They're going to go with the teams that they're familiar with and that they expect will uh, always be you know, that named program in the Mountain West that will be high on the list. Well, the one local
3: guy, you know, Chris Murray is a he's a Mountain West reporter. He has them even lower. Than I know it surprises consensus. me because,
2: and I've been saying this a lot, and I will continue to say it, maybe until they hear me. But the coach is the same, the offensive and defensive coordinators are the same, the returning starting quarterback, running back, and several wide receivers are the same. Most of the offensive line is the same. This was a defense that really dialed in the last few weeks of the regular season and then into bowl season. And a lot of those dudes are coming back.
3: Like I don't I don't get the slander on Utah State not being a good team. I think it's just the somewhat national consensus and part of this was based on the fact that most of these guys will kind of just look at SP plus or some of these, you know, metrics that said, Oh, Utah State season was a fluke. They were way worse than their record you know they went 11 and 11 and 3 but you know sp plus said oh, they're like a 6 and 6 team that somehow went 11 and 3 i don't know how i guess it's just one or just, two lucky bounces yeah just whatever and to some degree i i can see where they're coming from cuz if you look at the statistics and some of the analytics yeah utah state did play better than their record we've kind of gone over that a little bit and so they're saying there's going to be a regression to the mean some of the talent's gone but you know i despite the fact that I say I, I kind of understand where they're coming from, I remain optimistic because I feel like they've replaced that talent. And if they play as hard as they did last year, there's no reason they can't finish second or even first in the division. I think finishing first in the division and even repeating his Mountain West champions is a little unrealistic to expect, and I won't expect that out of him. But I think picking them to finish se- second in the division shouldn't be that far out. I'd expect somebody to have done it. The fact that not a single publication I found has Utah State finishing as high as second over Air Force. Like, why? I mean, Utah State's going to play Air Force at home this season, I believe. Yeah. Where they usually beat them. It's actually usually on the road where they struggle, and they beat them there last year, where they've actually they they'd not done it in, like, six or seven years. So they get Air Force at home so they could end up with a tiebreaker there and finish above Air Force. And so I feel like it shouldn't be out of the realm. I, I get picking them to finish third in the division. It's that nobody picked them to finish above Air Force that really surprises me. Yeah, I just I just don't get it. I mean, this is a team that
2: has much more time with these coaches and experience with what they're trying to accomplish. They've tasted the success of what needs to be done and that it works. I, I just... I don't know. It it just surprises me that they're not getting more credit for what they did a year ago. And it's like, oh, that's a one-off, you know, whatever. That was a fluke. But when you look at the team, the personnel and the coaches that are coming back, I'm not not on a soapbox here saying Utah State's going to win 11 games again. But I think they're going to be a really good competitive team. I think that they will compete with Boise to win the division. But to say they're going to be fifth—that's
3: just laughable to me. Yeah, we're looking at people predicting Utah State to finish seven and five, maybe six and six, as a kind of pessimistic view. I think eight or nine wins needs to be the expectation. You know, that's that's the beginning of expectations. It's eight or nine wins. If you get below that, it's a disappointment. It means you fell back, and that these guys are right. You aren't as good as you really, you know, as we think they are. You get eight or nine wins, you're fulfilling expectations, you get above that, then you're, they're exceeding at least my expectations. I can't speak for everybody else. But an eight or nine wins, that puts them second. You know, nine wins gets them in the vicinity of first, depending on how well Boise State does.
2: Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it.
3: Yeah.
2: Ah. <sighs> Course they're not at the practices, they're not seeing well the spring ball, the players how they're developing like we get to.
3: Yeah, they're not seeing the fact that yes, there's a lot of talent lost. If you just look at the talent lost, I get it. Most of that defensive front that was really good, they're gone. All the off the wide receiver talent is gone. But they haven't seen the talent that we replaced it with, you know. Right. And guys who were
2: here last year who are expanding their roles and they've been in the system
3: and they're growing into those spots. So Ah, I just don't get that, it. That's when you default to the guys who say, "Well, we don't trust Utah State to reload, but we trust Boise State to reload." Right? Re- yes. Right. Oh, let's look just at returning production, and let's not, you know, take into
2: account what this coaching staff got out of a lot of new faces last year uh, from a team that was really bad the year before. I just don't get it. Guy who flipped it.
3: a guy who flipped a one and five team can't keep an eleven and three team together. Yeah.
2: Know? Oh no, that can't happen. <laughs> Uh, one player who was on some of those preseason lists from other publications but whom Utah State did not mention in their releases will figure out why, or at least maybe get to the bottom of uh, why he may not have been a mystery. announced from Utah State. Uh, not for great reasons. We'll update you on that coming up on the other side. Uh, we'll also reveal the results of our pick six as it's uh, taken a bit of a hiatus. So we'll get to see uh, how close we were predicting the things that could happen during the weekend. Uh, but first, Mountain West Motor, the friends of the program, and they're Logan's uh, newest truck and SUV dealership located at 615 North Main. They've got a great selection of trucks and SUVs on their lot right now that have all been specially customized for your next adventure. So go check them out. Go check out their unique selection of vehicles. Uh, you can do that either uh, in person at 615 North Main or online, mwmotor.com.
1: Betty, why are you packing your house up? I'm ready to move. My home is so boring. There's no color on the walls, no pop. I have the answer. Go see Castalight and Logan. They have several products to make your walls stand out. I just finished a wall with their speedy mason system. It was so easy and looks amazing.
0: Does this sound familiar to you? Refresh your home with affordable options at Castalight for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go online at castalight.com.
1: This is Gene Needham of Essie Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engaged ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engage Ring store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block
0: happened to us all red punch nail polish coffee or paint this is how with northern utah chemdry what you don't realize is using your own methods can potentially lock in stains within the carpet chemdry's patented stain removal solutions have successfully removed stains all over Cass valley if we can't get it out no one can so next time you spill call ChemDry chemdry of northern utah 752-6100 752 The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM 1390 AM The Fan
2: Hey, Grantham Mobile Automotive Repairs on the go, ready to get your car repair tackled quickly They're locally owned and operated so let them come to you Grantham Mobile Automotive. Appreciate them being part of the program. Now, we're talking about Athlon Sports and Phil Steele, among others, who put these preseason lists together for Utah State football. And uh, Phil Steele and uh, Athlon both mentioned Quazel White as somebody who was on their preseason All Mountain West teams. In fact,
3: he was like a first team or second teamer on some of these. Yeah, Phil Steele, he was first team All Mountain West, which. Yeah, it was weird because you know, we did our our talk about Phil Steele last week and we used Utah State's press release because neither of us had gotten Phil Steele's magazine. I have since gotten it, and it's where I kind of figured this out because Utah States we presume they list everybody that was on Phil Steele's magazine, all the stuff. But when I got it, I, I turned to the page where I had the Mountain West because I was going to start looking at the standings because we were planning on talking about that. And then I happened to look over the... The all Mountain West teams, and lo and behold, Quazel White's on the first team, and I'm like, um, "Excuse me, it was it was the beginning
2: of a mystery." <laughs> yeah, because we saw him on the Athlon Sports one as well, and we talked about him, and but we we noticed, oh, well, Athlon Sports has him listed Utah State. Did they list him? And we we're like, we couldn't remember, and then we went to go talk to Coach Anderson that day, and uh, we're meeting with some of the sports information people before we went up, and like Quazil White's still on the team, isn't he? Because there were some people on our chat that said that, oh, he'd left the team. And so we're like, now, Quazel's still on the team, right? Um, yeah. Okay, weird. And then the Phil Still publication comes out next, and he's not listed by Utah State again. Well, um, we had to go through a paywall, but we think we've figured out part of the reason. Now, Utah State has not issued any statement about Quazell White. But Quazel White has gotten into some trouble in the off-season. Uh, when he went back home, he's from the Tacoma area, Federal Way, and um, basically there were uh, charges issued back in May, May 11th, in uh, in Pierce County Superior Court. And Quazel White has been charged with first-degree attempted robbery, unlawful imprisonment, and theft of a motor vehicle.
3: Yeah, so basically what happened is he... Went to hook up with this girl. He basically took her and her car, tried to take her to a bank at gunpoint, uh, allegedly, and tried to get her to withdraw money, and then he would take it. And I don't know what he was planning after that because he didn't get that far. Uh, He got as far as the bank, and then uh, the woman was able to call police because she went in alone to the bank, and then she got police, and then White was apprehended. That's kind of the long and short of the story.
2: Yeah, apparently this uh, all took place on May 9th. Uh but he was uh, apprehended and then charged just a few days later. Um but he uh, when officers arrived, he he fled, he crashed the car. Um he ran from officers, but he eventually was apprehended. So this is not not great. Um White declined to make a statement to police but said he was on the football team at Utah State University that's part of the the news story. Yeah. I'm not going to make a statement, but I am a member of the football team.
3: That's that's I don't know why you'd say that. Maybe he just happened to admit it while talking to them, which isn't a great move if you're in that situation. You don't say anything. Not making a statement, good idea. It's letting slip something like that, just just don't talk. You don't talk to the cops.
2: So, we don't know, you know, like we said, Utah State has not issued any statement on this if he's on probation if he still has a scholarship these are again he's been charged so he's innocent until proven guilty but it is curious that these these uh, lists came out over these last few weeks where he is listed but utah
3: state doesn't claim him yeah it's it is the weird part because they're purposefully omitting him like you can't deny that they they purposefully omitted him. They sent out graphics. They've sent out the release. This is a weird mistake to make multiple times. There's the fact that he's also if you go to the the Utah State website, Quasal White's on the roster. He's listed there today. I have it in front of me. I looked it up today because I looked it up last week. He was there, and I looked it up just now to make sure he was still there. And lo and behold, uh, his profile, everything. Uh, there's no pictures. Oddly enough, there's no profile picture for him on the. Just a full list or on his page, which is pretty atypical considering most players will have sometimes a slideshow of pictures. Even the guys that are on, like, you know, that haven't played at all, they usually have pictures from, like, practice or something. So they've kind of removed him from the program. Kind of. I have no clue what's going on. And it's even weirder because we asked them about it. Like, we said, hey, it's not like we're just sleuthing around the Internet and coming up with theories. We straight up asked them directly. And they said, yeah. So I I got to kind of throw out my hands and say unless we decide to follow up with them. Well, and
2: I do want to follow up. Um, yeah. At the time, we didn't know this information. Um, you know, we would heard a, somebody had posed the question to us. That he thought that he had left the team, didn't know why, hadn't heard that, and so that's what we were going off of. But now we've been able to determine a, a few more details. Sadly, and this is a sad story. I mean, what would motivate a guy to do that is 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 unfortunate. So, um, I haven't heard from Utah State on you know what this entails. We need to do some double checking from them on that. But uh, it's that would probably explain. Why he was not listed in the USU release from both Athlon Sports and Phil Steele because of his uh, legal troubles up in Washington, where he has been hanging out in the off season. Yep. So it's too bad. So anyway, hopefully that answers that with some of the questions that we have received on why why wasn't Quazelle White listed? Why wasn't he announced? Well, that's why. Yeah that 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 is why. That would be part of it. Uh, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, the return of pick six. How do we do? And uh, who got the most right? We'll debate that and reveal that. We will debate. Yeah, we we'll want we'll not debate it. There's I, not a debate. I have the results. They are indisputable. <laughs> it is what it is. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. Hi,
1: this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Medicare has lots of rules and regulations. If you're returning 65, preparing to retire, or have delayed Medicare, we can help. We can help you understand all the fine print, and give you peace of mind. Let us help each step of the way to ensure you have the coverage you need. For more information, call 752-9493 or go to lssins.com. We are here to help. We have decades of experience and there is no cost to work with us. Call 752-9493.
2: Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac. Power you can count on.
0: Cash Valley Ear Nose and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and a beautiful new office complex at 2245 North 400 East North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and doctors Benyon Blotter and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state of the art facility. Cash Valley Ear Nose and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted.
1: This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Your friends and neighbors know us for our large scratch-and-dent inventory. Now you do, too. Save up to 40% on these appliances with minor cosmetic defects. This June, we're trying to clear them out to make room for more. Plus, you get Daryl's exclusive full two-year extended warranty for free
2: on scratch-and-dent appliances. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West
0: on Airport Road. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the full court press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390
2: AM. The Fan. Uh, we'll have to push the Utah Jazz trade rumor
3: talk into tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, honestly,
2: there's not a lot
3: new. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely something can wait. And some of the reports that I was bringing to the table are from, like, last month. So it's a bit of an evergreen topic. kind of, you know, trade rumors and things like that always tend to be, they have a longer shelf life.
2: Besides, there's a pretty uh, hot topic today with Kyrie Irving and the Nets. And there's an impasse there. It looks like he will be on the move. And so now the rumors are hot that uh, maybe he reunites with LeBron James in L.A. Maybe there's a swap of stars there and big, fat contracts. So a reunion with uh, LeBron James and and Kyrie Irving and also Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook. So I don't know.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that would be the most hilarious thing. Katie's just jumped around, and all of a sudden now I'm back with Westbrook, and LeBron's like, oh, I'm back with Kyrie. <laughs> you just go.
2: can't get, get away from these guys.
3: All right, so pick six.
2: The six things we think could happen this weekend. I picked three things. Jason picked three.
3: Let's go through it. How do we do, Jason? Uh, Well, I'll say this. Our over-under numbers that we picked were, like, spot on. A lot of them were really close as to one way or the other. Okay. Uh, This first one, not as much. Um, It was over-under on the active win streak for the Atlanta Braves come Monday morning, so games through Sunday. Uh, That was mine. I set the over-under at 16.5. If they'd won, they were on a 14-game win streak, I think, when when we set this. And if they'd won all their games through, they would have had 17 wins in a row. So if they lost, they'd be under, went over. Uh, I picked the over. I said they'd be on a 17-game win streak. You picked the under, saying that the Chicago Cubs, who were on a 10-game losing streak, (laughs) would at some point beat the Braves. Well, guess what? But of course. Not only did they beat them once, they beat them twice. So the Braves don't actually have a win streak right now. They have a chance tonight to get a new one, because they've won one in a row. Or just one, not really in a row. They could get a two-game win streak now, but... Obviously, it's definitely under, so you're plus one on that one. Okay. So number two was the over-under on the jersey number of the leading score for Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Set at 11.5, so there's some jersey numbers of the guys under, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Clay Thompson. The over was mainly Steph Curry. Uh, We both picked the over, though it was an interesting way this finished because there were two leading scores, and they were on either side of the over-under. Steph Curry had 34, he's on the over. Jalen Brown had 34, he's on the under. Ah. So Bit a interesting. But we both picked the over, and it's just kind of a push. So Okay. I like that line. That was good. Yeah. So the third one, combined goals scored in RSL San Jose on Saturday. I set the line at two and a half. I picked the under, you picked the over. Final score, two to zero. Oh. So. <laughs> Uh, And San Jose almost had a goal late in the game that would have made it three goals. So, that one sets us even going into the ones you made. So, over-under combined goals scored in Stanley Cup game two. Six and a half. This game was a shutout. (laughs) And they still hit the over on it. What? (laughs) Avalanche wins 7-0. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, you hit the over on that. So, you're plus one now as we head into the final two. Uh best finish in the u s open you gave three options: Rory McElroy, Dustin Johnson, and John Rom. I picked Rory McElroy, you picked Dustin Johnson and immediately regretted it, yeah, though it didn't matter because your second choice John Rahm, wasn't it either because Rory McElroy finished tied for fifth, Rom finished tied for twelfth, and Johnson finished tied for twenty fourth Ah, so we are even heading <laughs> into the final one okay, so drum roll yeah, the heart's pounding. <laughs> Uh, Steph Curry made threes in game six, 5.5. With three minutes and 17 seconds left in the game, Steph Curry hit his sixth 3.0.
0: Oh,
3: so close. So close. Like I said, <laughs> these lines were spot on in so many cases. Those were good. So I win. <laughs> that's the nice. long and short of it. My first ever pick six, I win by just that, slightest margin. Of course, the last one to finish to, to resolve was the U.S. Open, I guess. So, But still, like I guess a lot of these were just really close. So we did a really good job setting these over-unders. Yeah,
2: all those are really close. Yeah. And uh, you, you come in here and your first pick six, you set the tone.
3: Yeah, there we go. Alright, let's start a streak. Let's go! And the anti and the pick six.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: that's good. No, that's good. Those were really close. Uh, that was fun. Um, yeah. Did you did you watch the U.S. Open? I don't. It's probably the first U.S. Open I've watched none of in a while. I've usually watched some of it. Usually on Saturday, I'll usually start watching. Maybe Friday. Um, this is probably the first U.S. Open I've not really watched any of in a while.
2: I really didn't watch it either, to be honest. Uh, I usually would say We'll check in with it and just to see how it's going. But uh, for some reason, after the first few days, I just yeah just checked out on it and I didn't yeah. pay any attention to it Saturday or Sunday.
3: Yeah, I was following it because me winning pick six ended up depending on it. Um, but I didn't watch it for – like I said, I usually watch it Saturday or Sunday. Usually as I'm just relaxing, I'll turn it on, maybe do something else while it's on in the background, but, you know. 9315,
2: uh, the ringmaster is crying about now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the rings now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, coming up tomorrow, you don't want to miss – we're going to uh, we a special interview with the new head coach – for the Bear River Bears, uh, he's uh, from Oregon, making his uh, relocating to to northern Utah to be uh, the new head coach in Tremonton and Garland for the Bears. We're excited to have him, uh, Coach Trampas White. He'll be joining us, so we'll be excited to hear from him and his vision for the Bears in the future. So until
1: then, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you Charles. tomorrow. I'm Dan Patrick and this is above the noise. If you're looking for a major payday, the Lib tour can provide that. But if you're looking for something with higher stakes and more tradition, the PGA tours for you. And this weekend's US Open was the perfect example of that. Matthew Fitzpatrick took home the title after edging out Scotty Scheffler and Will Zalatoris. The tournament came down to a makeable birdie putt for Zalatoris. A successful putt would have extended the match and allowed Zalatoris a chance at the 3.1 million dollar first place prize. The putt missed by an inch those are the moments the lip tour doesn't have players are being paid regardless and you're not going to get cut there's no cut line on the other hand the u.s open puts you in the same category as some of the all-time greats we don't know what the future holds for the two leagues but until the saudi league finds a way to up the ante this weekend's u.s open is a reminder of why the pga tour is still king i'm dan patrick and this is above the noise